Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Listen, as we enter the I Work For Him zone, I just want you to recognize a few things. I Work For Him is not a program you sign up for. I Work For Him is a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your paradigm. You know, I Work For Him is a revolution that's happening in the workplace. I Work For Him is about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. And remember, your existence in the workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. God has given that workplace to you as your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus that your coworkers and employees may ever meet. You know, we're all called to go and share the gospel. We all have a calling. Some get called to the pulpit, some get called to the foreign mission field, but the majority of us, the majority of us, the, you know, the, the car mechanics, the attorneys, the teachers, the moms, the used car salesperson, the majority of us, we get called to our cubicles. You know, each day on the I Work For Him show, I, I try to bring people, guests, testimonies on here that will challenge you to change the way you think about workplace ministry. I try to bring you the tactical, the practical, the factual, and the biblical. All about faith at work. You know, I don't come to you as an expert, only as one guy trying to live my life transparently for others in order to equip you for workplace ministry through a paradigm shift of your mind. And those are the people that know me, they know I'm not perfect, so don't worry about that. You know, our paradigm shift is described in this verse of Scripture. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you by changing you, try, transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. You may never be the same. You know, each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you exciting guests, and today is no different. I had the privilege on October 17th of having Oz Hillman right here in the studio sharing a story, sharing his testimony about how his ministry is expanding and getting involved in just in conjunction with the Jesus Alliance. And so I've got this pre-recorded interview, and then Oz is going to join us live to talk about the latest and the greatest of what's going on there. I recorded this interview two months ago, and Oz said lots of really great things are coming. So let's hear that interview, Andrea. Oz, I want to thank you so much for being in studio with me today. It was such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to have you face-to-face, and you've had such a huge impact on my testimony. And, and I shared that a little bit leading up to this. And But I appreciate you being here when you were here in town just to record this short segment on something that's so passionate passionate on your heart. You know, talk to me about where you feel our culture is today. Well, Jim, uh, uh, I've been teaching men and women to really see their work as a calling and a ministry for culture change for 20 years. But in the last few years, I've been noticing that this America is moving further and further away from the foundations which made us great and has made America great. And each year that goes by, I'm getting 
more and more concerned about it. We literally are the frog in the kettle, you know, where the, <laughs> yes. the water's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And there's a whole segment of the population that doesn't see it. I mean, I, I saw some statistics the other day about uh, how certain people, a group of people uh, who uh, in, in our society voted on certain things, and I was still shocked of where they would have been today, you know, in how they see the situation. So in many ways, I think that we we need to understand this serious place that we are in in our nation. And uh, I just feel like I'm a person, a voice that's trying to cry out in the wilderness, wake up, wake up. You know, it, we're one generation from losing it all. Well, the good but, news is you're not alone. We're, we're fighting that battle down here in Tampa Bay, and someday maybe we could take this battle nationwide. And you've been taking it worldwide for 20 years already. And I know you feel like you haven't made an impact, but you've got to remember that sometimes you make an impact and you don't know that you're making an impact. I mean, you didn't know me until 12 months ago, 13 months ago, and you made an impact on my life in 2006. So you, the ripple effects are happening, and because of your work and, uh, and following the Lord, it impacted my life, and now we've got 500 or 1,000 regular listeners every day on I Work For Him, and those people are being impacted too. So it, we, we're, boiling, we're amping up the heat, and hopefully we'll get the frog to jump out of the pot instead of get boiled to death. Yeah. And so, uh, as I have been burdened about this, um, one of the verses of Scripture that's been really important to my process over the last few years is Joel 3, 9 through 11, that talks about proclaim among the nations, uh, gather together, uh, beat your plowshares into sword, your pruning hooks into spears. That mm. verse is a what they call um, a Joel's army verse. It's a, a verse, it's a prophetic verse about the end times where God is going to bring his people together. And I think that is very specific to the marketplace because when you talk about beating a plowshare into a sword, that's that's transformation of something that you do your work with to something that's going to be spiritual. And so I believe that uh, that's mm. significant. And so, wait, wait, don't don't move away from that too fast because that <laughs> that was a little bit of a concept we need to explain because the scriptures talk about it both ways. They talk about, hey, you know, I'm bringing peace to your land, so take your swords and let's beat them into plowshares. Let's turn them. Into, I mean, they they took their their battle when the Israelites were fighting for the land. They took their when they actually conquered it. Then they turned that tide and moved away from battle. Now we're talking about going away from where really, as you said it earlier, you said. Are, are our churches battleships or cruise liners? Really, you're talking about turning it from a cruise liner into a battleship again and yeah. really equipping the body of Christ to fight the battle, the spiritual battles are being fat, uh, fought in our culture today. Well, that's right. And we've had a number of tipping points in our nation. If you look at the last 50 years, we've had, you know, 1963 where we, you know, removed school prayer. We had 1970. Three, I believe it was, where abortion got passed, and we've now um, killed 56 million babies. Uh, we had uh, 1990, uh, I forget the date, in the 90s, where Ellen DeGeneres kissed a woman on national television. That was a shift. Uh, the, in 1952, Playboy came into our nation. All of these were tipping points that began to erode our spiritual foundations. And so now we're starting to really, really see that. And so whenever there's a judgment on a nation, God uh, gives us a leader that's reflective of the spiritual condition of the people. (laughs) 
and so uh, and we so we are in a form of judgment right now but i believe that uh it, it's up to it says in second chronicles seven fourteen that you know if my people would humble themselves and doesn't say if all the people it says if my people and so it does fall on on our shoulders as believers and the remnant that's here to stand up it only takes three to five percent of a leadership at the top of a cultural sphere to change it you know and let's talk about that because people are very aware of that today because the um the glbt the gay lesbian bisexual transsexual queer movement has they only had two percent of the culture and there's less than that actually (laughs) right and, and 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 they still represent a very small part of the culture but they have turned our culture towards you know, you can't touch them. You can't say anything. You can't even support them without being in trouble. I mean, there is, so they've turned the culture one way with very little impact. We've got, uh, with very little percentage, we as Christians have a much larger percentage of the population. We should be able to make an impact faster. Why isn't that impact happening? Well, I think that we, we checked out of the culture in some areas. You see, we've I don't know if we've talked about this, but the seven areas that most define culture of business, government, arts and entertainment, media, the family, the church, uh, these areas most define what we believe, uh, you know, and the values we hold. And uh, so, uh, like Hollywood, we, we abandoned Hollywood in the 30s. You know, we, you know, we were actually invited as Christians to come there, but you know we said that's an evil place and so there's certain areas that we've abandoned and so i think that in order to be salt and light jesus um, was a great problem solver he came into society he he wasn't a critic of culture he was a solution to problems in people's lives and i believe that's what has to happen for christians so what happened with the the gay rights movement is they were very smart you know they uh, they realized if they were going to have acceptance broad broad acceptance for their message they had to change their strategy and so in the 80s and 90s they began to change that and so they encouraged people to come out publicly they got into entertainment they got into the news area and education and they began to shift our view of it by getting roles on television by getting things in the media to convey information that wasn't based on truth and um, basically they went from changing the argument from being a moral issue to being a civil issue and once they got it to being a civil issue we lost you know and and that's why all of these laws are going to pass because our government now sees it as a, a a civil issue, right? And so, anyway, so turn that into how Christians. Then you you wrote a book called The Change Agent, and it t- talks about the seven cultures of. Sorry, I'm gonna uh, seven cultural mountains. Several cu- seven cultural mountains, uh, and and how we need to impact each one of those cultural mountains in order to impact our society. You're saying God's moving. How how can how can we see God moving in our culture today, and how do we join with Him to start making that impact? Well, part of the reason that we haven't had impact in our culture is that we've got a very divided church. Uh, we've got a lot of silo building uh, among ministries, uh, churches, and ministries, and we have not taken to heart John seventeen twenty one that says Jesus prayed that we would be one in order that they might believe in me. Mm-hmm. You know, see, there's something, it's almost like a computer chip that gets put into a computer. And once you start to unify around a common cause, then it's like God says, okay, I'm going to let them respond now. It's like, a, it's like turning on the belief 
you know it's a is a dynamic thing and so uh, how this all came about for me is in january i was uh attending interestingly enough uh, a hollywood film preview and roma downey and and mark burnett were hosting it. and so i came to this meeting and i met a man named Bob Williamson, and Bob has a very uh, salty past. Uh, back when he was in his 20s, he he uh, was a drug dealer and just uh, was a rough character. And uh, God saved him, though, through a number of circumstances, totally changed his life. He became a serial entrepreneur later in life and and bought and sold 13 companies, his last one for $75 million. and he's now uh, a little older than myself and has a 5,000-acre uh, resort down in Florida. But he still has a great burden for our nation. And so as he and I met each other that day and began within 10 minutes, we realized, oh, this is, this is not just a meeting. And as he heard what I did, and I heard what was on his heart, and his heart was so burdened about where our country was going, he said, I'm so burdened about it, I'm bringing together the top 40 business leaders that I have a relationship with, you know, millionaires and billionaire types. And we're going to talk about a strategy to turn America back. And uh, so as he shared what, with me and I shared what I did, he said, oh, my, would you come and spend a day or two with me? And so I drove down the following week, and uh, his vision, interestingly enough, was he feels like God had given him a vision to raise up 100 million Christians who would simply pray for America, who would unify and come together as one voice for America that's concerned about the direction of our nation. Not a political organization, but a group of people that can certainly be counted and and be recognized. And so as a result of that, um, I went down there and I, I, interesting, uh, I I woke up very early in the morning from a dream, and the dream was Joel 3, 9 through 11. Hmm. And uh, it was that verse out of Joel. And then within a few minutes, the Lord said, go back and listen to this prophetic word that you received from your good friend on your birthday in 2012. And I couldn't remember, you know, what do I need to read that for? And so so I went back and read it, and um, at the end of the the word it said, and God's going to raise up a Joel's army. And uh, it was confirmation of what Hmm. I was hearing. And so what led from that is that we convened – I – went to my leadership list and his leadership list. We had 110 business leaders from all over the United States that came together, very influential type people. Uh, Governor Huckabee came and uh, some other top business leaders. Out of that uh, came a strategy, and then we, we really felt that prayer was a very important thing, and we felt that the marketplace was the real key to this. Uh, Billy Graham said several years ago he believed the next great move of God uh, in our country was going to be through men and women in the marketplace. And uh, so, you know, what's interesting about the marketplace is that we have the ability to work together. We know that we have to work together. And we can cause people to come into a room. And we have a great deal of influence on our churches as well. And uh, <laughs> they may not want to work together, but we're going to have them work together. Well, I, and I, and I want to just put, put it aside there, just because the, you know, the, you, Billy Graham hit it. And I don't know how he saw it, because he said that decades ago, that the, great, the next great movement of Christ is going to be in the workplace, in the marketplace. 
All right, so you know the church is at risk of becoming irrelevant, and in fact, with the the generation today, it actually already is irrelevant. How the, this movement that I mean, you met this guy Bob Williamson. You, you guys come together with 110 business leaders. What did you guys talk about? What did you guys see? You said prayer, and how we how do we have prayer impact our nation? Well, I think that Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen tells us if my people uh, will humble themselves and. Um, that uh, he will hear from us and not destroy our land. And so the principle is that prayer is important, but also combined with influence. I think we've stepped out of the culture. We've stopped being salt and light. We've stopped being people uh, who uh, wisely think about what's happening in our culture. I mean, uh, the the other side has George Soros, who's a multi-billionaire who has underwritten all of the left strategy in terms of trying to yeah, take w- our nation down. Yeah, one guy. Yeah. And you always wonder why God doesn't take a guy like that out. But, <laughs> but you know, he, I don't understand that. We'll have to ask him that question someday. You, you keep talking about salt and light, and I loved your explanation earlier on salt and light. You, you said that salt is a preservative. But then you went to describe the usage of salt and in our comparison, what Christ was meaning by us being salt and light. Could you describe that for us, please? Well, I think that Jesus was really a problem solver, you know, and I started noticing that the reason Jesus had great influence was he solved problems in people's lives. And uh, we don't we're not strategic enough in in the body of Christ. You know, culture uh, simply wants their problem solved. If someone will solve their problem then they will follow that, and they and you will have influence in that life. Uh, Jesus didn't necessarily transform culture. He transformed lives. Mm-hmm. He had impact on some communities, but it was really focused around a life. And so what I realized that culture change was, was it was a fruit, not a goal. And so as we really do the will of the Father, we we do what he's called us to do, to love our neighbor, to, to really solve problems, then we'll have greater influence. But... Um, so anyway, the prayer part of that mixed with influence is a dynamic thing. And so when we brought together, we we also felt like we needed to bring top prayer leaders. And so we brought 80 of the top prayer ministries to the resort to pray into this and release it. In fact, Vonette Bright was our first member of this new entity we are calling the Jesus Alliance. Uh, and the vision of it is to raise up 100 million Christians uh, to um, stand in the gap for America. And it will, it will be global, but uh, we're initially starting. And so we're developing relationships with a, top, a lot of top organizations that have followings and asking them to partner with us for America. Let's do something that's not building our silos, but that we can do together that will have an impact on our nation and get beyond our narcissistic way of doing things at times. And look, let's look at a, a greater cause that we all lay down our agendas and just do something together. And so we've got a number of large organizations willing to do that. And uh, so I'm hopeful that the you know, we're going to be able to tip this thing going another direction. So you were able to get, you had 110 top business guys, you had 80 prayer organizations, you got them all together, and you are able to get them to work together. Now, business guys understand networking. Business guys understand, hey, I create this widget, which goes with that gadget and works along with, you know, that submarine or what. I mean, business guys understand they can't be the end-all to beat-all because you can't be everything to everybody and succeed. So they already understand that. But how did you get the 
prayer organizations to work together? Even though, even though prayer should be the one thing that unifies everybody, how did you get them in the same room? How did you get them unified towards this, the Jesus Alliance? And I want to draw attention to the website. It's renewalofamerica.org. And thejesusalliance.org. Thejesusalliance.org. Sorry, I got that wrong. It's okay. Thejesusalliance.org. So thejesusalliance.org. How did you get these prayer uh, organizations working together? Well, I think what we're seeing is that God is touching hearts. He's already speaking to his people about this. I think that there's a restlessness in the body of Christ, and and there's a, a large segment of the population saying something's really wrong. And and but the, nobody knows how to what to do about it, and I think that's mm. where it falls upon us as marketplace leaders to roll up our sleeves and say, "Here's how we're going to do it." And so we've done a lot of research. We've got some of the best thinkers in the nation joining with us to think through this and strategize with us, and to bring the resources to bear on this issue. And uh, so it, it, you know, ultimately we can't. We can't make things change by just having great influencers. Uh, there does have to be a spiritual revival in mm. our nation, just like 1857 Jeremiah Lanfear. You know, he was a businessman on Wall Street, and it was a crisis time in our nation economically that led him to start a prayer group. And and, and nobody came the first 30 minutes, and then six people showed up within 30 Within six months, 30,000 people were meeting for prayer. It led to 2 million people coming to Christ in that time. And uh, people would say that uh, people would be coming in on the boats in the harbor and they'd fall to their knees because the power of God was so great, even in that you know atmosphere. So I think that's the kind of thing we're going to have to have. And I think that – I do think that we're headed for some very difficult days that I think is going to wake us up. I would agree. Uh, I do think that 2008 was an appetizer. I believe we have some other stuff coming our way that's going to really um, be very significant in our nation. When you look at what happened on 9-11 and, and the attitude of our country as it responded, unanimously in God we trust. I mean, there was a huge humbling, uh, but it, it wore off very, very quickly as things went back to normal. And, you, and you're right, in 2008, Eight uh, at the end of September, when the market crashed and it took billions and trillions of dollars out of the economy, uh, it had a huge humbling effect. But again, it, it, people forget. Uh, even though this humbling effect is a long-term humbling effect, because here in Florida we're still feeling that, and, and I know when there's waves across the country in certain spots where people are still feeling that. As you, what's the next big step for the Jesus Alliance? What, what, what is, where are you taking it from here? I mean, what are you going to do next? What, how are people going to start hearing about it? Well, I think we'll start having gatherings and meetings. We're doing community organizing type events. Uh, we're taking it state by state, uh, getting area directors by state. Uh, and basically, it's a whole goal of signing up people. You know, there's no cost to belong. It's just saying, I'm going on the website, I'm pledging to pray for America, and I'm willing to let you communicate with me about things that we need to pray about and uh, organize around. Because when the thing really starts to unwind, the other thing we want to do is have a large body of Christ that can address needs that come up in our nation. Let's say a hurricane happens in a community in Florida. Let's hope it doesn't. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, God forbid it did, but a hundred million people that you can say they need help down there. 
how powerful would that be, you mm-hmm. know, where we could mobilize in a very simple way to help people? I think the biggest struggle you're going to have with that is that you might be able to get 100 million people that say, I will do this, but they need to be taught to pray again. Yes. People don't know how to pray. And well, I that's think, why we have uh, we have uh, all our prayer leaders, those 80 prayer leaders, we have them integrated into the, the whole process that we're doing. We have a guy that uh, was from Google who started a prayer app called Abide uh, that's a very powerful prayer app that teaches people how to pray. Oh, that's fantastic. Oz, we're going we're gonna to catch up with you in the future on finding out what's going on with the Jesus Alliance. We want to find out more and more, but it's a powerful movement that we're trying to get 100, excuse me, 100 million Christian Americans praying for our country. Actually, they don't have to be Christians. They could be non-Christian, but 100 million Americans praying for a movement of God in our country. And uh, you're at the forefront of that. You're working with all these teams. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for being on the I Work For Him show. And it's just not U.S., but international, because a lot of nations are praying for us. (laughs) Thanks again, Oz. All right, we're back live. It's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for over 29 years, located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo. Their 2,400 square foot stores open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop, C-H-A-R-I-S.com. Be the first person to call into the studio line and talk to Andrea at 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929, and we'll give you a copy of Oz Hillman's book, Change Agent. Change agent, whether you're a CEO, housewife, student manager, or church leader, you have a circle of influence and your ability to shape culture for God's purpose to be a change agent. you got to get a copy of this book by Oz Hillman, Change Agent. Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. I only have one copy. Oz left with me a couple of months ago. Oz Hillman will be coming up any minute right after the top of the hour. We'll have a live conversation and get an update from Oz on what's going on with the Jesus Alliance Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929. And remember, you got to read the book. Don't wait for the movie. Like I said, we'll be coming back up to the top of the hour with a live conversation with Oz Hillman, follow-up on the JesusAlliance.org, hearing from Oz and what's going on, what's happened in the last two months, and how the movement is growing. We're excited to hear about that stuff. And, and just stay tuned, because what's happening in America is so important that we start to pray. And that's what Oz is doing. He's trying to get 100 million of us to pray. I'd like to welcome you back to listening. We go live with Oz Hillman. Oz Hillman is in charge of... So many organizations make make an influence all over the world, but right here today, he's making an impact on I Work For Him and the Tampa Bay audience. Oz Hillman, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. Hey, Jim. So good to be with you again. Always great to be with you and this show. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you calling in. It's awesome. And Roberta, I'd like to thank Roberta and Sefner for listening today, too. She's the one that got a copy of your Change Agent book that you left with me back in October. I saved it for today's show. All right. So uh, we're, everybody wants to hear. We're, we're all excited. We just we just listened to the interview that we did back on October seventeenth, and as I listened to it again, I want I can't wait to hear what's been going on. So, you know, when we talked eight weeks ago, the website had just gotten up, and you were taking it to a whole other level, and lots of things were churning. What's going on today with the Jesus Alliance? Well, we've had some really great meetings. Uh, you know, one of the things we've been uh, 
interesting thing that we've been doing is we think that one of the most important things for the body of Christ to do together is to begin to unify leadership and to begin walking together, praying together, really standing for our nation together. And, you know, we're about to um, engage in some major video projects that would be very very much cross denominational lines and even have uh, the Catholic, uh, uh, you know, possibly even the Pope involved in it. But just, uh, you know, it just shows that uh, God is moving in the, in the area of unifying his body in ways that we never thought possible in the past. And so the Jesus Alliance is really doing, trying to do something that has been very hard to do in the past, and that is to come together. Uh, you know, we're all different persuasions, yet we can all be unified around the name of Jesus Christ. It's, I mean, that is so true. And Jesus said that they would know us, that we were his followers because of our unified spirit. And if truly unity comes within the church and the body of Christ, we'll know it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit, because it hasn't happened in any other way. Well, that's exactly right. And You know, I think that we just have not really understood that verse of John seventeen twenty one, where Jesus prayed that they, you know, we would be one as he and the Father are one, that they might believe in him. It's, a, it's this uh, phenomenon that when the body of Christ comes together, uh, it's like the, the unbelieving world gets changed to, to believe, you know, it's, it's, an, it's really a miraculous thing. And uh, I, I think he's waiting on us, you know, and I often say the fish will jump in the boat, you know, when we start doing our part. I've seen a YouTube video like that, but I'm not sure that's what you're talking about, that YouTube <laughs> with those jumping carp. Okay, but that'd be a great thing. Okay, so this, yeah, here's a question. People listening today that know the name Oz Hillman, they know you've been involved in the Faith at Work movement for over 20 years. It's been a passion burning within your heart for 20 plus years. Is the Jesus Alliance a departure from that? No, because it's really birthed from the marketplace. I just, uh, you know, that's just a, something small that I'm involved in. Uh, that takes less than 10% of my time to be involved in it. In fact, I just got back from Scotland and and uh, and also uh, Switzerland. And I tell you, we had some wonderful meetings there. We, I spoke at the UBS headquarters, uh, the you know, one of the largest banks in the world. We had 150 top, top financial leaders in this talk that I gave, and about 20 of them accepted Christ oh, at the end of the meeting. That's fantastic. So God, is, uh, God is doing a wonderful thing, and we had an all-day uh, Seven Cultural Mountain Conference in Bern, Switzerland. We had some meetings in um, Glasgow, Scotland, where uh, you know the meeting went until 1130 at night, praying for people who wanted to be equipped to really have a greater influence in their work-life call. So that's my bread and butter. That's the focus of me. But this other thing is, is uh, kind of a, also a marketplace initiative, but uh, my core sweet spot is always going to be equipping men and women in the marketplace to really see their work at a, as a ministry and a calling. And, you know, I just keep running into people who are reading the devotional all over the world it's always amazing to me how God has used the TGIF today, got his first devotional to encourage people in their, you know, uh, working life. 
Yeah, and there's, and there's no question, and you've heard me say it before, and my audience has heard me say it, but there's probably new listeners, that if not for your daily devotionals that my friend Bob got in Atlanta, who he sent to me when I was working in Orlando, if not for that, I wouldn't be behind his microphone today. I mean, the, the just the whole paradigm shift that happened in my mind, being opened up to the actual fact that, okay, I'm not a secondary citizen in the body of Christ because I'm an IT guy and an insurance guy, that that my calling to the, to the IT world, the insurance world was the same was at the same level as the guy that's called to the pulpit or the foreign mission field that that god has called us all and and that's what i love about this jesus alliance oz because it's trying to equip i I love the numbers on the website you're looking for a hundred million people to pray to pray to serve and to give and and those people are marketplace people very few of them are going to be ministry people because a hundred million people that's almost a third of the country so uh, that's that's going to be huge if we could just get 100 million people to pray in our country. Just 100 million, doesn't matter where they are, what an impact that would make because the Spirit of God will move because you can't start praying without God starting to modify and, and what's the best word, just to reshape our heart towards His will. Well, that's exactly right. And, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm really encouraged by some of the remnant in the body of Christ that realizes that uh, you know, we're in serious waters right now in our nation. We need to come together, and prayer is one of the only ways that we're going to see that, you know, our nation shift. You know, we, you know, Washington's broken. We have a real leadership vacuum in our nation right now, and the only way we're going to see that is we, you know, Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face, and uh, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And so, you know, uh, that's the only way, you know, and, and we've got to take that to heart. And uh, so I hope that the listeners will go on to the JesusAlliance.org website and just sign up. There's no cost to belong. It just uh, You're just saying, I'm willing to, to be a part of the solution by praying for my nation. It's a great website. You know, when when you first told me about it a couple of months ago, it was still kind of just like a one-page deal. Now it is an all-full-fledged website with lots of information on it. In fact, I, I loved the, the saying on the website. It, it says, The Jesus Alliance, demonstrating servant leadership by more effectively merging marketplace skills, experience, wisdom, responsiveness, and resources with the needs of the body of Christ. Really, you're talking about, let's go back to the first, you know, the, to, to the second chapter of Acts, and what was it really all about, and, and the body of Christ coming together in unity to benefit each other. I mean, it's powerful. I mean, so what are you hoping people are going to see when they get to the website? Well, the website's still a work in progress, but it shares the vision there. Uh, soon there'll be uh, more action steps that will allow people to get more engaged with us and be able to hear from us around prayer needs and what they can stand in the gap for. Um, so, um, but the website that's up there right now shares the vision, and uh, they can go ahead and sign up, and then we'll be in touch with them. On We're going to have a whole resource center there to connect them with tools that can help them be more effective in their own work-life call. Mm. And th- and that's what people need. People need tools. They need to know where to go and get them, but they need more tools on how to equip themselves for going to the workplace and being a servant of God 
in the workplace. I mean, and, and to recognize, again, you, you've always said it, recognize your workplace as your mission field and, and as your ministry, but to be able to know, to be able to be equipped. Not everybody gets the opportunity like I do to read books to, about workplace ministry as part of their job. And, uh, and it's been fantastic. There's some fantastic books out there. Uh, but you know you've got to read them, and then you got to let you know you got to filter them through the scripture, and of course the scripture is all throughout those books. But you know when you you this is a movement, the the JesusAlliance.org, it's a movement. What are you where are you hoping the movement? Start us off right before the break on where do you think the movement's going to take you? Well, you know one of the things that's very exciting right now is that we're about to um, develop a video that will show many of the top world leaders being on this video uh, stating that they want to be unified as the body of Christ. And uh, we, uh, it's too premature for me to throw out the names, but they're pre- very significant, and it'll make $100 million seem like a drop in the bucket when, when you know these names that are going to be involved. Your Proverbs for Business segment brought to you by Business His Way. Proverbs twelve twenty two, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are His delight. Do you insist upon godly behavior from all your employees? As believers in Jesus Christ, we are free to walk in the light of God's commandments by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our hearts. But what about our non-Christian employees? Considering that God's law applies to every person... Do we hold them accountable to a biblical standard of excellence and integrity? We can't ask non-believers to act just like Christians in every aspect, but we can insist that our staff exhibit truth and honesty when dealing with customers, and that they maintain a professional and kind disposition toward others. Make your standards and expectations clear to all and set a good example. Then expect everyone to adhere to your principles. Insist that every employee work in a godly manner, and your business will be blessed by the Lord. Proverbs 12, 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are his delight. All right, we've been talking with author and speaker Oz Hillman with Marketplace Leaders about the Jesus Alliance, and you can find out more about the Jesus Alliance at jesusalliance.org. Welcome back, Oz. It's great to be on with you, Jim. We, right before the break, we were talking about this video project, and, and you said you didn't want to you know, announce the world leaders that are going to be on there, but this video project, what is your hope for this video project having to do with the Jesus Alliance? What's your hope that it's going to, the impact that it's going to make? Well, I, my hope is that uh, this video that would be like a one-minute video that would, would guarantee to go viral all over the world within the first few hours of release because of the people that are going to be on it, it will be a statement that basically says an affirmation of belief around the name of Jesus and that we are unified around the name of Jesus. You know, I think that in our culture, the name Jesus has been marginalized. And I think that there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. And so when you use that name, you don't use, uh, you know, other names or just the word faith. When you actually put things around the name of Jesus... That's a dividing line, you know, and so we want to bring the name of Jesus, uplift that name, which, uh, you know, God tells us to do that. And uh, we believe there's going to be power in that. And many will come together and uh, will come and come onto the Jesus Alliance website to be a part of a movement 
to really unify the body of Christ for the sake of establishing his kingdom on earth. You know, Jesus said, I pray for heaven to be brought on earth, and that's really an assignment for every believer. And so how do you how do we manifest God's presence in the area of our calling, the place where we spend many of our hours every day? And how do we solve problems? You know, you know that's how we have influences. We come together and begin to solve problems. And we got plenty of problems to solve in our country and around the world. Uh, it is. Uh, it seems like every day we add a couple more to the to the plate. You know, when we talked a couple of months ago about the Jesus Alliance. And again, people can go out to the website, thejesusalliance.org. And if you just type in Jesus Alliance, it comes up. It's the, it's the number one pick on Google. You know, we talked about the fact that the church is divided and that the church, well, that's one thing you said. And that you also said that the church really is more like a cruise liner than a battleship and, and that we've got to stop because we're no longer the salt and light that we need to be. How is the Jesus Alliance going to, going to get church leaders to recognize that the church is becoming irrelevant and how, how can they help? Well, I think that many times uh, it's all about relationships, of building relationships with leaders. And, and for the last several, well, really the last year, uh, myself and uh, Bob, the founder, have been working on building core relationships with other leaders. And it's amazing how many feel the same way. I think that that shows you that there's a something that God is doing at a real grassroots level in the lives of his leaders. So um, because of some of the level of leadership that we're talking to, it's just uh, amazing that they all feel the same way. And so it's a, it's a time that uh, I think has come for the body of Christ to come together. You know, um, we're beginning to see the problems in our nation. We're, we've got leadership in government that you know, has the most um, anti-God policies of, ever, of any administration we've ever seen. And it's simply a reflection of some of the moral condition of our nation. And so the only way that's going to turn back is when hearts turn, you know, and it's got to start at a heart level. You know, you also described, I loved this word, you described the body of Christ in the United States as restless. They're, they're restless. There's restlessness in the body of Christ. And in our society, they, they're looking for more. And I think it has to do with the fact that the church really isn't feeding people the way they need to be fed anymore. And I, and I believe that, I mean, it all starts with the power of prayer. But I think that that feeding that restlessness and, and people letting people know that, the as you just described, that Jesus came to, to restore the kingdom that was here, that was destroyed by sin. And, then he, and he came to start to restore all things. And, and that when we give our lives to Christ, our eternity starts now. So how is the involvement in their involvement in the Jesus Alliance going to be an encouragement to people to, to, to stop being restless and start doing something about it? Well, I think that as they come onto the website, uh, soon we'll be communicating with people and sharing encouraging things for them to know how to pray, to see what's been happening. Some of the leaders that are coming together to really pray for our nation, and it's quickly becoming a global thing, not just a U.S. thing. So I just think they'll be encouraged. You know, a lot of people, one of the things we see among a lot of people is a lack of hope. Uh, We see some of the, you know, 
you know, things going on with the race issue, and we we see the economy where it's going. And there's there's a lot of hopelessness in our country right now. And so we need some hope. We need uh, something and some people to encourage us. And my prayer is that uh, the Jesus Alliance will be made up of many who will be able to encourage people. We'll have uh, specific prayer initiatives that will help people learn how to pray. Um, they'll be getting resources to connect with different groups in your local area. We have a whole kind of a matchmaking resource center there to help people um, in their own walks. Hmm. That sounds fantastic. Well, and as as you reach out to these people, well, first of all, is there a Facebook page set up yet for the Jesus Alliance? You know, we had one under the earlier name. But it's uh, it's not. We don't have one set up yet. You don't have one yet. Okay. So well, we'll actually, have... I, actually, I do believe it's been changed. Uh, you know, that hadn't been one one of the areas I've been focused on. So. I'm sorry, I don't know better. No, that's okay. I didn't mean to put you on a spot. I should have asked that ahead of time. But, I mean, really, because that's that's how it's it's easy to track people when it starts hitting Facebook and starts going, I mean, the video going viral is going to go viral on YouTube, which is, again, a powerful source across the globe. YouTube's unbelievable. Uh, But to have something on Facebook so that it's very easy to share and get people to know, uh, because Facebook stuff moves within Facebook so fast. Oz, any last last thoughts you want to leave the audience before we close out for today? Well, I just want to encourage people that in their work life, you know, Colossians 3.23 tells us, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. It's the Lord Christ you are serving. And, uh, you know, God wants to reveal his life in and through your working life. And so if you're, you're not used to doing that, I encourage you to ask the Lord into the very area where you spend many of your hours, and that's your working life that he can reveal himself in and through and give you favor and give you ideas to to be more successful in the area of your calling, which is spiritual. <laughs> Absolutely. Oz Hillman, I, again, I, I want to thank you on the air for your huge investment in people around the world and in my life, and thanks for making that impact. And we'll bring you back again as this Jesus Alliance movement grows and grows and grows. When you got the video ready to go viral, make sure you let us know so we can bring it on the air. Oz Hillman, thanks for being on the I Work For Him show once again. Thank you, Jim. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.